are doing tonight? My name's Augie with VI Playlist. I'm here with my co-host Adam. What's up? And you know what? I completely forgot to fucking ask y'all's name when I started. We got Nick. We got I know your name is Mr. Green Cheese. Hey. I don't know your real name, but <laughs> that is your that is his Instagram. real name. It's on his license. Yeah. Yeah. My name's Chris. Chris. Yes. And I'm Steve. Chris, Steve, and Nick from the band right. People Food. How y'all doing tonight, man? Good. Tired, but good. Tired, Long day. Good. I feel that. I feel that. 100%. Me and uh, Chris both work at the same place, and it was a it was a real big day. We did a bunch of big boy work today. On a win? No, oh, wait. Today's Tuesday, isn't it? Oh man, it's Tuesday, sir. Bro, I'm yeah. I'm out of it. <laughs> so. I guess we'll get started here. We are going to make a playlist together based on y'all's influences. Is there anything y'all want to name it? Oh, uh, we should like go down the line. Like each one of us says a word. Okay. All right, you start. Big. Boppity. Dinner. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's I, beautiful. I, I love it. I really wanted you to say <laughs> big, and then you said yeah, big. Yeah. <laughs> big boppity dinner. Big boppity dinner. <laughs> Beautiful. And there it is. <laughs> One of the first questions I kind of like to ask, just to kind of start the playlist off with, what kind of songs are you used to listen to when you were younger? My mom was like really into like Weezer and 90s synth pop. That's awesome. Like a, a very weird kind of like Eiffel 65. I'm blue. Yes. Hey. The album <laughs> is like phenomenal. Insane. That's awesome. I grew up listening honestly to a lot of metal because my dad always liked it so i did grow up just like hearing iron maiden and slayer and marilyn manson but i also like when i would hang out with my cousins we would just watch mtv so like whatever was on mtv in 1999 you know lots of limp biscuit uh yeah. which I, still, I still love it you know it's it's like awful in a wonderful way how um, could you not like limp biscuit all right yeah. <laughs> true the soundtrack of our youth right I had two big phases as a kid where for the longest time, all I watched was like BET and listened to like Nelly and 50 Same. Cent and Eminem. And this was when I was like from like five to 10 years old. And then I think I, I just shifted into like Blink-182 and Rancid and Alkaline Trio for up until like high school when I became kind of a metalhead, classic rock kind of guy. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome first start. We're going to have like Nelly, 50 Cent, Limp Bizkit, Weezer, <laughs> <laughs> some Iron Maiden in there. It's going to be beautiful, man. I'm going to love that. It's going to be a great playlist. <laughs> yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely start it off with some Eiffel 65, though. Yes. I'm blue. Yeah, that's a good one. I still listen to that song with my kids. It's great. It's timeless. I know you're like in Philly now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are you like Philly born and raised? Yeah, for the most I mean I am. I was yeah. I grew up like around the corner. Oh, uh, they yeah, both did. So I was close. I grew up in like Levittown, which is like kind of outside of the suburb. Okay. Uh, so yeah. how, how did that how did that sort of impact you? So like, you know, what was the Philly scene like? So just to give you a little bit of color, Augie and I are like from the middle of nowhere, Texas. Uh he still lives there. I live in Dallas. So all we had was like butt rock and country, obviously. So what was the Philly scene like, you know, growing up or, you know, maybe when you were younger and you can start going to like local shows and stuff like that? I feel like I didn't start really going to local shows until we started this band or maybe like a little before we started this band until I was like 22 or 23. So we... We kind of had the effect being up in the Northeast where we at. There, there's not really any kind of music scene around here. Yeah, it's not like the city. And you can't drive. So we didn't know people like outside of our high school, really. So we just, I don't know. It almost feels like we might as well have been in Buffalo Park or in the suburbs or something. Because even like middle school, high school, being in the Northeast is still like very isolated from like the South Philly, North Philly, West Philly, mm -hmm. Philly music scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, feel like as far like and especially growing up I mean I never really <clears throat> went to any uh like small things but since I did like the same music as my parents 
I did go to a lot of shows growing up as a kid. So like, mm. I think I went to my first Ozfest was like 2001. So I mean, that's, oh, that's about as close as as like to the Philly music scene. But um, Ozfest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were younger, of course, that's you know butt rock and you know country. But when we got into about I don't know high school, around here it started blowing up heavy. We had like. Uh, death metal bands, uh, metalcore bands, post-hardcore. It was nuts. It was awesome. For like two years, we were going to shows, local shows here, local bands. Emory played. Like a couple of big main bands came in down here where we right. lived and played. Mm. And then it just died. <laughs> like wow. out of nowhere. Like it just mm-hmm. completely stopped. feel it like something else took that over or? No, like nothing took it over. Or, I mean, it was just, it's just gone. Like, That's yeah, I think the churches were the ones who used to put on the venue, you know, open their doors up and let local bands come in and play. And I don't know if maybe they stopped doing that because we really didn't have anywhere else to play. So separation of church and music. Yeah. Right. It's gotta be it. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. And then we had that bowling alley. They did that metal fest at, and then that bowling alley shut down too. So I don't know if maybe oh, just the venue shut down. Sounds awesome. That's yeah, like, yeah. It was like an all-day thing too. It was nuts. That's cool. That's I wonder. That sounds like the like the town government cracked down on like these all these yeah. people coming to play music or something. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Who knows? My f- fondest memory is there was a band called uh, We Walk Like Snails. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. amazing. And uh, in one of the lines of the songs, the chorus, they would just yell out "fuck that shit," and then like, so this is like in a church. And the entire crowd would scream it back at him. And it like you can see like the youth leaders on stage like <laughs> like kind of freak yeah, out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was very much like MySpace like era bands sort of thing going on. Lots of yeah. synth and just screaming and and nonsense. But you know, at the time being 14, 15, like it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, for sure. So you guys were going to shows from like a young age um yeah local shows nothing really big yeah. i don't think i went i think i went right. to like the taste of chaos when i was like 18 19 maybe um maybe okay. but most of it yeah was like smaller local shows and for some yeah. reason like two or three semi big bands kind of came at least in that scene uh for whatever reason they came through our town um but yeah i mean we were we were, we were going to shows fairly young yeah like 15 i think i i got my license at 15 so that's when i was that's when I started going. It was like 15 because I could drive myself. My parents would never. My, my parents actually tried to drop me off one time at a skating rink for a, for a concert. And uh, my mom saw this dude with like these giant gauged ears. And she like turned out of the parking lot and drove off. And I was like, oh, oh man. <laughs> he was probably such a gentleman, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, really. But I, yeah, I think like the first actual like show I went to outside of Longview, I think I was 16. And my ex-girlfriend, or my girlfriend at the time, bought me tickets to see Under Oath every time I die. And I don't remember nice. who else played. I think it was Maylene. No, it wasn't Maylene. Who was it? I don't remember the third band that played, but it was, yeah, those three bands, those two bands. My first, like, any kind of show ever was uh, White Snake and Judas Priest. <laughs> nice. That's a great first show. It was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's pretty sick, actually. Right? We're so excited. We got there, like, halfway through White Snake set, but... Still, we were really just there for Judas Priest, but. <laughs> My first show was December 12th, 2008. I remember wow. that exactly. Well, it was my dad's <laughs> birthday, because and it's also Frank Sinatra's birthday. But uh, <laughs> it was Avenged Sevenfold, like. Okay. I was young. Uh, it was, like, before the original drummer died. You were, like, 14, right? It was the day I had my first Red Bull. <laughs> I was, like... Man, was a lot of firsts, huh? A lot of firsts. What a day. day. Right? What a day. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was... I, I couldn't have asked for a better first concert. Oh, and Shadows Fall open. Oh, nice. Dude, those, they, yeah. I remember that, man. Yeah, it was sick. There's a band called Burn Halo that went on first. They got booed off the stage. I can't believe <laughs> I've actually, like, seen that happen. Well, wow. Wow. No, I've was never awesome. seen that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I do, as much as that sucks for the artist, I do just kind of want to see that happen. So I don't know if y'all know who uh, the band Drop Dead Gorgeous is. No. No? Um, they were like, a, I think they were on Rise at the time. I don't remember. 
uh, they're just a little screamo post-hardcore band. Apparently, they there some of their first tours they did. They went they were went to like Ozfest and stuff like that, and they they got mm. booed off the stage because they were like heavy screaming, and then uh, they were opening yeah. up for like Kitty and Corn and, and all that stuff, yeah. and they got booed <laughs> off the stage. I was like, what? That's nuts. The metal elitist. Yeah. yeah, I guess people aren't ready for it yet. Yeah. So what? I know Nick answered with you know Rancid and Blink One Eight Two. What was those first bands that you started listening to? How did you get into them? I feel like the first band that I like probably decided that I loved for myself was Mastodon, um, and it was I didn't even really know who they were, but I went to a show. I guess I was like 15, 14 or fifteen, and it was them and Death Clock were touring. Oh, oh nice! Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and Death Clock was headlining, but Mastodon did like a longer set. And I remember like thinking like, all right, like they came out on stage. I'm like, all right, I'll check these guys out, see, see what the deal is. And they just played like the first three notes of Oblivion because they were playing Crack the Sky in its entirety. And I was just like, I'm buying their CD immediately. And <laughs> that was, you know, I was pretty much obsessed with that. I have that album tattooed in my arm. Um, so that was probably the first band that I like, just like I love them because i have my own opinion yeah 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 not a bad one at all no not at all man i think uh mine was really like system of a down like once i started hanging out with uh our buddy kyle in middle school i started listening to like system of a down and led zep and for the longest time that was like all i listened to i was obsessed i think for myself i don't know there was just at some point i i found the Metallica CD, Ride the Lightning, sitting around at my dad's house. And that, like, I don't know, that, like, changed what music could be <laughs> in my head. It, like, totally turned me upside down. Just from, like, the beginning track, it being so calm and then just jumping right into, like, crazy thrash metal. I was just, like, yeah. mind-blowing. I haven't listened to Metallica since, like, St. Anger, but I, I'm, yeah. I know a lot of people hated St. Anger, but I actually kind of... Dug that album. I like it. I, did I like too. it. I like I Frantic. Too. I really like that song a lot. Yeah, I did too. And the Saint Anger riff. It, it, it yeah, killed. I love it. Yeah, and his voice with it. I mean, it was all just is really good. The music video they filmed in a yeah. prison, like Johnny Cash style, man. Yeah, it was dope. And man. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that, that snare that everybody complain, yeah, complains just, about is kind of like an acquired taste a little bit. Like I was just used to it. I was waiting to say, say that. that. I feel like. This, I feel like they thought the thinking was that the snare would be an acquired taste and people would look, get it, but it's no, they, yeah. but it, it, they, I didn't feel like they executed it well. Oh, so you disagree with know. me. I don't like the snare. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like the sound of the tin can. It just feels like they tried so hard to go for that sound. It's also been a while since I've listened to it. Yeah. And no, it's just as <laughs> abrasive as you remember, I yeah. promise. It's a yeah. bong, bong, bong. Yeah. <laughs> before we move on let's get some of these on here because we, we got quite a list going so i kind of don't like to get too far behind on this so first song that i put on there was i'm blue unless you have another eiffel 65 song you want to throw on there oh god honestly there's a song called uh my station or something like that it's a song they wrote about ps1 uh, my really console awesome. oh my console that's what it is yeah what song would you guys want to put on uh weezer song Y'all remember Weezer? <laughs> uh, get Dangerous. Might be Everybody Get Everybody Dangerous. Everybody Get Dangerous. Yeah, okay. And we got Iron Maiden. Children of the Damned. I, that's off of uh, Number of the Beast. I feel like real fans that know the the B, like the, the, like the deep cuts, know that song. Yeah. Slayer. Spill the blood. How did you eat a lollipop three times as fast as us? I four times. I he's got the skills, I, guys. I, I, looked over <laughs> I, I sucked. I looked over at one point earlier. If you're recording video, you'll see this. And Steve was like <laughs> sandpapering. <laughs> the with like he was trying to eat I just, it as fast. Uh, I, you gotta get you gotta work to get the CBD out. Limp biscuit. I, I I like the newest song the most. Oh fucking oh what's the dead dad dead bod dead dad vibes? vibes dead vibes. Eminem. I feel like it'd be cooler to go with a deep cut, but I was really listening to like my name is no, a man. lot. 
I also was just like obsessed with Eminem for a long time. That was the, the encore it, album, which is like unbelievable. I feel like most people either were or they're liars. Like I feel like everybody liked Eminem at least a little bit. I loved, it, especially like growing up watching MTV. Like I feel like the early two thousands was was definitely the golden age for our generation of of like MTV and right. just genuinely having music videos on constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before school, uh, Blink-182. Honestly, I know Blink-182 is what started that, like, pop-punk phase in my life. But I really, I think I emotionally latched more on to, like, Alkaline Trio and Ranch. Well, we can just skip them. then. We'll I would probably some... say, like, Private Eye and Maxwell Murder. Private Eye, Alkaline Trio, Maxwell Murder, Ranch would be the two pinnacle songs for me. Judas Priest. Oh, fuck. That's so touch hard. That's a, a tough touch of evil. No, I, <laughs> I want to say um, Beyond the Realms of Death is not one of their most famous songs, but it's definitely one of my favorite songs in the world. Avenge Sevenfold. They have a newer song that's honestly affected me more than any of their old songs put together called Exist. And it's just like this 11 minute odyssey and they like Neil deGrasse Tyson's talking about space in the middle of it. It's just it creates so exists. All right. Be the song. Mastodon. <laughs> Do the last Baron, just so whoever listens to this gets a 13 minute song. <laughs> well, we already got a 15 a 13 minute song. and an 11 minute. You no, know, that one's 15. That uh, exists. Oh. Yeah. So 15 and, and 11. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big dinner. Right. Uh, did you want to throw some death clock on here? Oh, yes. Fucking we have hatred copter. Hatred copter. Any time Brendan Small does. Anything other than death vocals is fucking great. I, I wish he would just do more of his own voice because it actually sounds like really, just really great and unique. That whole thing was fucking insane. Like they had a show with a band and then the band started touring for real. Like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember going into an FYE and they at, at, at like the entrance of FYE, this was before like, you know, I feel like our generation like had computers maybe sort of but like they weren't really any good but yeah like yeah basically uh, they had they had a whiteboard that said like all the tour dates for all the bands that were coming to philly in the next like two months and death clock was one of them and i was like i didn't even know they were a real thing like i just liked the <laughs> cartoon right and i remember asking the clerk like is that are they real like does it exist <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> system of a down there's not a bad system of a down song. I mean, yeah. I, I have to agree, man. <laughs> Except sometimes you kind of don't yeah, want to hear Aqua. The only caveat I ever give to that is not wanting to hear Aqua. Is, is it Arto? Or Arto? Arturo? Yeah, Arto? I think it's, it's Arto. After Ariel's, right? Arto, yeah. 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 So put uh, that one on there. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Put that one hold on. on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're not trying to hurt the well listeners. no rather than choose one rather than have to choose from all the great ones why don't you put the I one mean, bad one the man's got a point <laughs> no this is why he's not putting together the album do it if he <laughs> do it do it i mean that is true man <laughs> can you can you put that and can you put like jet pilot jet, oh, pilot, jet yeah. pilot so good yeah. that just Bucks really hard. I see. There's, I'm gonna. I just want to name. I'm just like, thinking vicinity of obscenity. No, I want bounce and sugar. Oh, yeah. What's the? Uh, yeah. on, you don't have that at all. There's there's Wait, two yeah. there's two that have Hollywood in the title. There's old school Hollywood. Hollywood. Old school Hollywood. That one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That one. Yep. Yeah. I I don't know. There's like some kind of like synth line in old school Hollywood or like, I don't know. They just have some kind of weird tone in it. Yeah. That just isn't in the rest of the album, and it, it sticks out in a way that's just always grabbing. Tony, I call him Tony. <laughs> uh, Led Zeppelin is the next one. One of the songs that really got me was uh, "Since I've Been Loving You," and fun fact, I discovered that song through a YouTube video of somebody just doing like a guitar playthrough. But it didn't have vocals. So, like, for the longest time, I thought it was just an instrumental song. And I loved it like that. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. 
and then like getting to rediscover it after a while of loving it like with vocals uh, it was very cool metallica anything off of lulu no it was a really big <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> uh the last track on ride the uh ride the lightning it's called call of cthulhu it's an instrumental track it's like one of the only ones they've ever really done but it, it's insane it's also eight minutes but dang man <laughs> so you guys for those who don't know yet are instrumental so tell us a little bit about why that is not saying it's a bad thing but you know what what made you guys decide hey it's just going to be us three doing our thing <laughs> well I, re- I remember approaching chris uh, well like after we had written a couple like instrumentals just like oh yeah maybe we should get together and like figure out some vocal lines and you said i really don't want to hear either of us sing <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly that was the perfect thing that you could have said because it really solidified like what we were doing and i felt like that was for the better and then it really got to blossom as like okay now we're not just writing like songs we're writing kind of pieces of music yeah, I think now's kind of like the time, though, with, you know, bands like Polyphia and Chon and Strawberry Girls blowing up real big. I think, you know, yeah. instrumental is really, it's really in right now, for sure. Oh, my God. Oh, fucking. It's just so fun. Playing in an instrumental band made me listen to instrumental music. I think the only instrumental band that I had been listening to at the time, apart from, like, jazz in college, was, like, um, Totoro. That was, like, the only band that I had really checked out that was strictly instrumental, but, like, yeah, or like math rock, really, I guess, like that kind of genre. Yeah. Um, and then like Bear Coven, who they're not around anymore, but they put out one like fantastic album that I still believe, like Girls With Fun Haircuts, is probably the best produced album I've ever heard. Uh, Polyphia just dropped their new song today. I heard it. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really a Polyphia fan, but it's cool. Yeah. I think every time I see Tim Henson, I'm like, dude, that dude's got so much fucking, like, swagger. Uh, I'm definitely a hater. Like, really? I, by definition. Yeah. And not because I think he's actually secretly great, but I, like, have to stop <laughs> myself from going, ah, fuck Bolivia, anytime they come up. Right? And it's, it's, it's not really deserved, but there's something about him. Don't yeah. think I've ever actually listened to them. I'm going to show you a video after this, and you're going to go, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> But he is really handsome. He just has like so. this, like, oh. just strict yeah. fucking, co- like, straight confidence. Though. He's like all confidence, bro. Yeah. And he's really good. He's like a really yeah. ridiculous player. Yeah. That's why I said I'm a yeah. hater. Like, I'm a little jealous, even though I, I genuinely. Yeah. I, uh, I watched the video. Um, what's that fucking dude's name from uh, Dragon Force? Um, Herman Lee. Herman Lee. Yes. Him and Herman Lee did a video together. And yeah. it, it's so fucking insane because Herman, he was like, all right, what we're going to do is I'm going to play something and then Tim's just going to come in and play whatever to whatever I'm playing, right? Or he would like play a beat and Tim would just like fucking start ripping on the beat and then Herman would come in right behind him and start playing and it was the fucking sickest shit, dude. Like, it was insane. It all sounded amazing. <laughs> I, I love Herman Lee, so I'm in on yeah. everything he's Yeah. I actually just went to an all instrumental show, you know, to attest to sort of the, you know, it's here, dude. And it's, yeah. it's great. I saw uh, animals as leaders and intervals and I, mean, oh. I had a blast, had a blast. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so, so jealous. Is animals as leaders touring right now? Um, I'm not, they, they were, they were touring with intervals. I'm not sure how much longer, you know, that tour is lasting. They just released their, their latest album. And so they're kind of touring in support of it. Yeah, now that yeah, they well, you know now that we can right yeah right. I feel like yeah. it was short wasn't it i don't i think i only listened to it once or twice but it wasn't very long yeah album. no it's like 30 something minutes which compared to most of their albums it's like half the length of their albums. Gonna be, uh, going on a little tour in october oh yeah currently like working to book our first tour now that we all kind of have like pretty stable jobs like you know uh yeah. was it schedule wise we're going right. to do like kind of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday tour. And, uh, you know, we've got our like pickle and hot sauce company that we, that we've been building for the past year and a half. So I'm hoping to buy us a van Nice for that. Cause it would be really cool since we would like sell pickles and hot sauce at our gigs that we could just kind of treat it as like a business expense 
So yeah. technically yep. kind of tour for free, which I was kind of the original goal of like, you know, starting, starting, the, the, starting the company was to be able to fund and the band and do that easier than if we were just banking on the music. Yeah. That's really what it was. It was, it seems like nobody's making money just doing music, which sucks. It does. So I guess if we have this business on the side and you know, recognizing that like we have this great ability to work with with each other we have like we love hanging out with each other we can work well together so we're like why not like take advantage of that energy and turn it into a, like an actual money making venture yeah so i'm actually curious um i love hot sauce like the hotter the better i also love pickles so like <laughs> who 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 came up with this like Who's the pickle and hot sauce guy? Yeah, that's all me, Nick. <laughs> I'm going okay. to turn the camera off so I can beat him. He uh, was the one who came up with the idea to make originally a pickle hot sauce. Yeah. Because he had never, I don't know, it just got the kind of thing wasn't around. Really. You know, you notice a hole in the market. So, no, yeah, uh, I mean, I, you I do it. just love hot And I don't know, I don't remember the exact moment, but it was just like, you know, I liked pickles and i never liked pickles growing up you know it's one of those things where your taste buds kind of uh -huh. change and i feel like i had just kind of gotten into eating them um so i just like i asked my mom because she's a really good cook like how would we do this and she had some kind of like similar some harebrained theories yeah some kind of thing that she used to do um or that her mom used to do uh for just like preserving like peppers and like pickling peppers, right basically. sure um, so we kind of just did a uh <laughs> we, we kind of <laughs> Sorry, Nick just pointed at Chris's dick. I put it at the lollipop. Oh. <laughs> I mean, put up for not finishing my lollipop. He's a little, now I'm done my lollipop for those of you keeping count of how long it takes us to eat our lollipop. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's bitch play. You bit it. <laughs> oh, I did bite mine. Shit. You didn't suck it dry. I didn't sand it. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. But yeah, I, so I got together with my mom. We did kind of like some demo batches and it just happened to be those first two demo batches were the original blend and the and the spicy boy blend. So those are our two flavors of hot sauce. They're more or less the same flavor, but uh, one is spicier and has like habaneros in it. And then, oh, you know, we awesome. started doing like farmers markets and shit after getting into some shops, and that that did really well. But you know, uh, we we had a lot of people just asking about pickles because they were really confused that it's like. It's a, it's a lot to unpack. Like it's a hot sauce that tastes like a pickle, you know, right. <laughs> it's one of those things you understand once you try it. But, yeah. uh, I feel like what it really was, was that we were selling at a farmer's market where there was like a lot of elderly people and we were like, Hey, and they were like, Oh, I can't eat that. And so we were like, okay, we can do pickles. Also you were dressed as a pickle and it was added to the confusion. <laughs> yeah. Which was, you know, it gets people over there, but yeah. So we ended up, it was really so many people told us, oh, well, I would have bought pickles if you had pickles. And we were like, I guess we got to start making pickles. Yeah. Yeah. So I made there some demo batches and some of them were some, I, two of them ended up being pretty good. <laughs> well, really good. Now the, the demo batches were okay, but uh, what we have now is fucking awesome. No, they tasted good. We just cut them way too thin for oh, some yeah. reason. <laughs> potato chip pickle thin. Mm. They were like two millimeters. <laughs> now, we, now we give you we give you like real thick thick chips. Oh, yeah, like an inch nice. Where where would a no. one buy these hot sauce and pickles, and how much are they? In the U.S. Picklemonsterhotsauce.com. Uh, yeah, you can just order on the website. Uh, we actually just passed 100 online orders. Nice. Uh, which uh, which is really great. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll ship it out anywhere in the lower 48 special request if you're overseas we'll, we'll have to work on shipping how much would this set a person back uh, how much for pickles or hot uh, sauce we do what do you got <laughs> what do you got <laughs> uh what is it on, on the website i think it's eight bucks for hot sauce 12 for pickles and i, oh, I usually try easy. to like pack everything in yeah you, even 20 bucks um yeah and you know we try and use like the flat rate boxes and give you cheap shipping nice. awesome we're still small time now but the best way is if you're in the area in the philly area come see us because we 
do a bunch of farmers markets. We do lots of conventions. We just did like cannabis festival up in Coatstown. We'll do Ooh. like we need to send Chris over there to get us some pickles and hot sauce, Adam. Yeah, we got a buddy up there. Not sure yeah. is he actually like is he in? I don't know exactly where he is. He he's in a, he's in Philly, right? I don't know. He's in like the big city. Okay. Well, the next uh, next Canafest is in October. Yeah, we're gonna camp out. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna come out, get some. What is it called? It's a Canafest. Pennsylvania Cannabis Festival. Yeah, yeah like Canada. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. That, well, we're in Texas. It's still illegal here, so. <laughs> ah, it's still illegal here. That's the amazing thing about oh, it. Is God. Have, like, oh. I mean, it's... No, see, they're outside of Philly. In Philly, it's decriminalized. In PA, it's... I think it kind of It's kind of... It's more just like, don't ask questions. It's over here in this field. Yeah. Mm. You're like... Right. I think they, they have something kind of like worked out with the township or whatever. Like as nobody's going, as long as nobody's going like in and out, obviously looking a fool, and they just leave them alone. Yeah. It's a, and honestly, like working that, like you just meet the sweetest, happiest people. It was it was such a blast doing it a couple weeks ago. I loved when 420 hit and everyone was just like, hey, like every single person instantly pulled out a joint and started. <laughs> wow. It was the only time in my life I had been like behind a cash register smoking a joint exchanging money with people <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah, that's awesome echo was like that on the stage <laughs> <laughs> take as many hamsters as you want <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should ask this question before how did uh how did people food the band start since we already got the pickle and hot sauce story well so actually the band came first and it was in making the band we were able to to make the hot sauce company together. Yeah. I think, yeah. We, were playing, I think we were playing D&D when Steve asked me and Nick to, to join him in like a musical venture of some sort. I, I remember the exact moment. I was, because we had been we had been playing D&D and hanging out more. Um, and Chris and I had done like some jamming and it wasn't, you know, it was just the two of us and it was, it was fun, but it wasn't like, it was missing something. And then I remember mm. being on my lunch break at, a school playing guitar behind my desk and just being like kind of depressed because I was I was playing like drums in a punk rock band and not like you know I went to school for guitar and I wasn't doing guitar um and you know since we were all getting along really well uh I figured at the very least we could just jam and see what happens and I think after the second or third practice it was like the, it was like the last 10 minutes uh, that we had the rehearsal space booked that we had um, like the opening riff for our song Water Portal, which was, yeah, it was, as soon as we had that, it was like, okay, we've got something to sink our teeth into. Yeah, and I remember like a, just a, I guess like a, a few weeks after that, after just like a, a few rehearsals, it, we were all talking like, is this, is this serious? Are we, and there was a lots of analogies of like, Okay, this is the stage where we we asked to go on a date, uh, and then like now we're kind of like boyfriend like boyfriends with each other, <laughs> like in a relationship. It's like okay, what will be the milestone when we're like engaged and married and have a kid? Well, we have a business now, so we definitely have a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. You skipped the marriage and just went straight to kid, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think record deal was like marriage. So. <laughs> I, we're like most people having a kid before we get married now, but we're on our way. Yeah, getting there, getting there. The artwork on your your EP, every time I look at it, it reminds me of Rocco's Modern Life. Is that what that's supposed to look like? or? So, no, not really. Um, we have this really awesome artist in the UK. Her name is Katie. Yum.fluff on Instagram. Yum.fluff. Katie Cox. Yeah. You just wanted to say her last name. No, it's trying to be <laughs> thorough. You got a dirty mind. Anyway, uh, I definitely see the resemblance to Rocco's Modern Life. I used to watch that a lot. But yeah. um, we kind of, I think we just told her to like, just make something really cool. We just wanted to be like dog, animal, people, something. Yeah, and what she came up with was so far beyond any of our expectations. I mean, it looks really you, good. You I think it. Yeah, it looks, looks really good. I think Chris commissioned her like without us even knowing, and then once he showed us, yeah, it, yeah. we all just were like, "Oh, this is it! Like this is the album cover." And then so she, I had like a once we had the 
at least the recipe for the hot sauce. I um, I hit her up and she did the artwork for Pickle Monster. And honestly, she does more artwork for Pickle Monster than than anything else uh, wow. because she's done all of our labels, all of our stickers. Uh, you know, she's so t-shirt design. Yeah, so she's pretty much on retainer for us. Nice. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. When man. we're like rich and successful, she is just going to be our like higher dedicated. <laughs> I can't wait to just give her a check right. for like $100,000 out of her right. awesome. salary. There's, a, there's an interesting story as to how the band was named. So that was me. Yeah, again. let's hear that. Uh, uh, so um, I came up with it. So get ready for a line off horse shit because he's going to lie for the next couple minutes because he's baiting me into a fight. The thing you got to know about Chris is his memory is off. He's full of shit and he's a liar. I love this every time. <laughs> he doesn't remember anything. He okay. We'll have the same exact experience. You know, we'll 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 go to a fucking movie together, and then if you asked us both to describe that movie to a third person, his account of it is going to be completely different <laughs> from what actually happened. He forgets details. He changes everything. It's awful, and and he thinks he named the band and. This kind of happens every time we explain this. He angers uh, up uh-huh. my blood. He, he gets all upset because he thinks he named the band. Oh, oh I shit. really remember naming the band <laughs> and even asking the person that I was dating at the time, like, do you think this idea is stupid? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's how I know it's a good idea. So I fully believe that Chris believes that he named the band because he believes it. But he only believes it because he's built it in his head. It's not true. I have oh, wow. uh, been <laughs> I have a memory of the day because it was the, the two of you had talked about it already and you were like, so what do you think of this? And I have a memory. <laughs> but I'm still doing some fact finding, so I'm gonna have to get back to this. I don't so so I think the one thing, well, I don't know if we can or, uh, agree on this, but I know. I, I remember my exact thought process for coming up with it because we had originally, Chris and I, we were in a Wawa and we were like, what if we, what if we call the colors? And we, we were going to spell it like C-U-L-L-E-R because we were going to do the color thing. It was awful. It was stupid. Um, and we texted it to Nick and he didn't like it. It's like, okay, that's fine. And then after that, I remember being in the car and thinking about animals as leaders and was like, okay, what about like animal dogs or fucking dog food or people food or that was like more or less my thought process and i told it to chris and he liked it and we decided not to text nick because we were like let's let's tell it to him in person and see how he reacts so we can talk about it and then i don't know a couple months later he came up with this bullshit story that he came up with it (laughs) i just have always lied He's always lied. No, but he's doing it now. <laughs> Purple shirt, um, green like shit because he's full of shit. <laughs> you opened a can of worms here, sir. I have just always really wanted there to be like a people kibble, just kind of how like there's dogs, so that you kind of just didn't have to worry about their your diet. There was just something <laughs> perfect for you that you could eat that was good for you, and you didn't have to think about it or cook it or whatever. Um, and like dog food, but people. Somebody hit up Elon Musk. <laughs> I'll keep him out of this. <laughs> At this point, you're just going to hear a lot of fantasies. So this is what happens. We go back and forth. Steve yells at me. I, he still doesn't know if I'm just messing with him or if I really... I know him. he's fucking with me. I know he's fucking with me. I'm not. And it gets me every time. And I wish it didn't, but it does. Because I can't stand to listen to him lie like that. <laughs> when he gets really upset, I start crediting other people that we kind of barely even know with the name. So, Yeah, I mean, at that point, might as well, right? So that's who named people. <laughs> it's 50-50 as far as I'm It's a yeah, ruse. That's it's fair. collusion fair. all yeah. around. Look, you both came up with it at the same time, all right? <laughs> same time. Oh, shit. This I, interview is over. That. Same no, time. I'll take that. <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> well now since uh you know we're, we're t- talking about you know how you guys are sticking together right now you know no no conflict and everything yeah. <laughs> obviously you know it, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of a couple of years right for for bands especially as i mentioned before like now that we can or like bands are just going crazy like touring and getting out there pumping out music and stuff so you know, how'd you guys kind of stick together the last couple of years? You know, it was, it was really tough. 
That's a great question. Yeah, so since we couldn't go out and play shows or do anything, uh, I don't know how the idea came about, but basically we decided to do these variety hours, we called it. Originally it was supposed to be just like a live stream. We were gonna do it like, like actually live. But that was stupid and didn't make sense. Like, no, we were gonna edit together a video live stream our in-between parts and like have the video playing and that didn't work out so we just recorded and like edited posted a video yeah we would get other <laughs> bands to like submit us like a 10 minute set of them playing music you know set up like a home recording uh situation and then we would put like skits in between each set um and just release it at the end of the month every month and we would have like a, a debut um, so that like everyone will be watching the YouTube premiere on or the, the video premiere on YouTube at once. And uh, yeah, we did seven of them. I think we only skipped seven. like one month. Yeah. yeah. They're all like an hour long. And so they weren't just bands wow. performing. We were doing skits between every band or performance. We called it a variety hour because originally we were like, we could get jugglers and acrobats, but we got like, <laughs> we some, we got, like, like a drawing. <laughs> Somebody did like a video about sourdough bread dough. <laughs> oh um, riveting um it was interesting we had a painting the painting that uh, was cool okay we, had, uh, we did have a juggler oh we, we had a we uh the, another hot sauce guy out in the midwest uh sam's house he did like a really great like cooking segment uh where he made like street tacos which is really awesome uh, i did this like stupid like plant care guy that was wonderful i love that yeah um, it was great i i animated a cartoon on my ipad and we all did like voices that was in the last one that we I did mean, this, this sounds pretty varied so I, I think the name fits yeah yeah and it was so i i honestly cannot think of like more fun that i've had in the past than just making comedy skits with these two like it sounds like a blast yeah right I, it was uh, you know we had one where like i got to put a pie in both of their faces oh shit show yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like a game show called Shit Show. Oh yeah, this was all just like hanging up a green screen downstairs in the living room, and like going to like our parks and and videotaping us doing stupid shit, wearing costumes. I was a butt doctor. Oh yeah, we had like a whole Twilight Zone uh like uh episode. Um yeah, dude, our YouTube channel is just People Food Band. If you want to watch those, I've also like uploaded all the skits separately, so you don't if you don't want to watch like the full hour-long variety hour you can just see like the skits very um, cool yeah that's but awesome. yeah once things started to open up a little bit then we we stopped doing the variety hours we've done like a few skits here and there but have mainly focused on trying to get shows pickle we, monster yeah really. pickle monster took like it really grew over um the pandemic because we were just like hustling the shops and doing outdoor markets that was really what allowed us to do pickle monster I was going to say, we were lucky for a lot of the pandemic because we didn't see each other for a few weeks at first, maybe like a couple months. I think we took the first, we took a month off. Uh, yeah, but after that, people kind of started to figure out what was going on. And we had like our pod and neither of us had like, none of us had like big extended families we were seeing often or anything like that. So we were lucky enough to just kind of be the people, the only people that we were seeing. Mm -hmm. We, we felt like safe for most of it, being able to get together and, and at least the three of us film things. Uh, eventually our friend like Matt uh, helped us with some. That was, that was good. Um, but yeah, the, the pandemic happening was what like, we didn't have jobs anymore. Uh, so that allowed us to, we were making it for a little bit. And then uh, I actually just went and posted on like the Philly DIY page. It's like, we got to start selling it, fuck it. So I posted on there that we were like selling it to support our band. And I think over the next two days, I drove around and delivered like at least like 20 orders. Oh yeah, that was the thing. We, we had we had made like 60 some bottles and uh, something I always say is like, Nick was a huge part of kind of just giving me the kick in the ass to really push Pickle Monster. Cause we had, we had made the bottles in the pandemic hit. And I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. Like once he posted it and people wanted it, and this was before we had labels or anything. Like yeah. it was just green bottles. Uh, that, that was the thing. People's reactions to it were so good that I think that gave us the confidence to be like, okay, people are gonna actually really want. Yeah. yeah. So we started, and the cool thing was we 
we were able to turn it around pretty quick. Like when we would make it, we were able to sell it off pretty quick. So I, we didn't invest a ton of money in Pickle Monster. I mean, we definitely put some cash in at the beginning to pay for like insurance and licensing and all that. But like for the most part, it's paid for itself. I mean, up to this point, and you know, we've been able to make a little money off of it. Uh, a, a very natural growth from just making a few bottles, selling them, using that money to make a few more bottles, and so on and so on. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, I don't have a whole lot of other questions. I've got like uh, one one more band to throw on here, but Adam, do you have any more? Or? Um, I know you're gonna have like your your last yeah, yeah, yeah. questions. Um. So I guess I, I usually like to give the bands and, and you've kind of dropped in like a lot of it, but you know, anything else like your social media handles or, you know, all the platforms you're on any upcoming new music or shows or anything like that. Like, you know, this is your time to just basically say all, all that stuff that, yeah, <laughs> yeah promote. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. So uh, yeah. on I Instagram, is where we're uh, probably the most active. We're pickle Mon at Pickle Monster Hot Sauce and at People Food Band on both of those. Uh, you could probably find us looking up the same thing on uh, Facebook. The website is picklemonsterhotsauce.com where you can place orders. Uh, we have a, a newsletter you can subscribe to. We'll send you out like discount codes and like updates, markets we're gonna be at, things like that. Shows the band might have. Yeah, um, the big thing that we got coming up and this is like, a huge event for us. It, it's our first show that we're booking ourselves is uh, June 11th at the Philadelphia Insectarium. That's, uh, that's going to be super cool because the venue is a bug zoo. And there's, oh, this, nice. like, there's this like big area out back with that is just like a ring of shipping containers all stacked in like very cool ways. Uh, it's like a, it's one big art installation. It's, uh, actually where me and Chris both work. So when they were talking about like wanting to do events over the summer, I was like, you know, my band to play a show and it's kind of snowballed into there's five acts. There's, uh, arts and crafts vendors. There's food vendors coming. Yeah. We got a bunch of the um, people from like our farmer's market circles to come and, you know, uh, set up a table. So there's not just musical acts, but there's like awesome. really great local artists and there's going to be food because people like to eat there will be fire spinning oh dang as new to these guys too oh, shit. i promise that we can make that happen oh that's awesome <laughs> john will spin fire at the top of that we have a group of lawyers coming next week for like some kind of lawyer convention and in one of the meetings john was like uh and one the night with uh some uh, fire spinning <laughs> all right <laughs> amazing i love it he's a real willy wonka character nice the uh, last question, well, actually, before we do that, Animals as Leaders was the band that I have on here. Is there a song of theirs that I want to throw? Uh, do a few. My favorite is one Wave each. of Babies. All right. That's a good one. Uh, mine is Ectogenesis. Also good. You know what? I'll just go Physical Education because I, I oh. there was like, I know it's like, you know, the single, but I, uh, when I was teaching in a school, I would... I did like a whole week and a half lesson on animals as leaders and on Tosin Abasi in general. So I watched that physical education music video with like a bunch of grade schoolers like 22 times. The song is so, <laughs> nice. so fun live. Oh, uh, I can only really imagine. I've seen it. I have Damn, I want to see them live. Oh yeah, we saw them with the periphery. Yeah, so I did want to mention really quick oh, that uh, I feel like like we got into kind of like some of like our roots as far as like musical inspirations, but like, mm -hmm. I know that we're all into like a little bit different stuff now. Like also, oh yeah, like I know like your, you know, your favorite band is really like the Flaming Lip. Yeah, and that's way different than anything I was listening to. Nice. Um, they're a big influence on me, yeah. I would also <laughs> say, I just want to add, it's a little bit of a throwback to that time too, but like Black Sabbath is definitely oh. a big influence on me, like drumming. Okay. Real just quick though, I missed Chris's animals as leader song can you give me that one again um, wave of babies now we can yeah we can definitely add more to this um you said the flaming lips yeah what you got that's a hard question if you can just <laughs> add there just dog um, <laughs> i want to say um i want to say like approaching pavonis mons by uh hot air balloon 
or if you just just like approaching Pavanus Mons. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually it's one of their instrumental songs. But like the bass is so like buttery smooth that you could just lay back and float <laughs> away into the clouds to that song. Uh, yeah, Black uh, Sabbath. That when I was thinking about Black Sabbath, I was as thinking about like Children of the Grave and Planet Caravan, probably being the two like I got two more bands. All right. Uh, if three isn't too much rat sound, because come on, it's rat sound. <laughs> One of my favorite bands nowadays is Baroness. I, I don't know. I guess I've been listening to them since like college. It's called Kerosene off of Purple. That's a really great one. All and right. And, uh, and the fucking Doors. I'm the Doors. I love the Doors. Nice. And honestly, Robbie, Robbie Krieger was probably one of my biggest early influences on guitar in general. Partly because he wasn't very good when he was in the doors. He'd only been playing for like six months. So all of his, like Rayman Zarek carried that fucking band being like a virtuoso organ player. So Robbie Krieger just kind of added a lot of color to, to their music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the, the first solo that I learned. I think it was off of 20th Century Fox. That was that uh, that song was like the first like guitar solo by the doors that I ever learned. Uh, and it was just like an A minor pentatonic blue scale, but it was fucking cool. I wanted to I wanted to also throw two bands in here. My favorite band, I feel like of all time at this point is Periphery. And, I, you know, I've seen them with Animal Leaders a bunch of times, but nice. I, I was like at my grandmother's house one time. I put on like the Comcast music choice. And I saw like a music video by a band called Periphery. It was called Make Total Destroy. And I was like, what, this, this sounds really cool. And it's like one of the most mind blowing music videos. And it was like my introduction to like gent as a genre. And uh, I feel like I owe so much of my musicality to that band and that song. So that Make Total Destroy by Periphery is like really important. Is that the one with the ketchup bottle? No, that's Scarlet. <laughs> no, the other band I'm going to say is King Crimson. Oh, oh King yeah. Crimson. Oh, you have to put uh, Starless. Starless. Starless and, uh, yeah. We stole uh, Starless for one of our... Wait, which we, one? we didn't steal it. No, we didn't it's steal like, it. it, it it's like <laughs> so much of my bass mojo comes from that song. And, and I feel like it's affected us all. Cause it's so dark and that like dark. second half of the song where it slows down and builds up for like a million years. So yeah, fucking it inspired us so much. So I, I I feel like I owe everything to Kim Crimson. Yeah. Well, that was actually the the next question that I had. So y'all already did it. Awesome. Yeah. Just basically a couple of bands that y'all listen to now. So I like to open the playlist with one of your songs and close it. Is there two songs that y'all want people to hear? We're gonna be releasing our ep actually i would love to put the fucking new versions on there but yeah okay. so what's what's gonna happen is when we play that show actually that day we're gonna re-release our ep okay because I, the first time around we just kind of didn't know what we were doing when we recorded it um or nick had to record all the drums from memory in one eight hour session oh wow six, right? <laughs> oh geez yeah, yeah. so uh, it's not bad, man. It actually sounds really good. <laughs> I thought it sounded pretty good. Yeah, uh, Tucker did a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> the engineer did a lot of work to help us out. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that we spent all of our fucking COVID time doing was re-recording that. Like, we had our home set up here, so we could spend, you know, I would be in Chris's room for five hours working on the guitar part for one song and, you know, just taking as many takes as I wanted and experimenting and doing as much weird shit as we wanted to do yeah there's yeah. something to be said about like getting to record at home because you're you know you're not on someone else's watch and that pressure being alleviated i think can make you infinitely more creative right and it's also become part of i think our compositional process is like we're very much not the band that can write separated from each other we need to jam because most yeah. of our songs come out of you know one of us picks up, one of us starts at practice yeah. and the other ones are like, someone hit record, let's follow that. And then, you know, it kind of, we fuck with it. It gets ground up into people food and that's, you know, that's how we get our songs. But then once we record them, 
I feel like that's where we get to add all like the icing and like I get to track as many guitars as I want. <laughs> nice. You know, yeah, Chimes and Alan Watts speaking. <laughs> if, if we do it properly with DistroKid, I believe we might be able to just replace the tracks. Um, so, you know, I think we can still just pick you know what we wanted to start and close the playlist with i think yeah yeah, yeah. i think pineapple road is a great just like opener because it's such yeah. a it's so much yeah. yeah it's so much of a song and then i'm torn between like shallant's a real groove but like i feel like if we're ending it we gotta put wood portal on there because that's like you know that's our first song and that's <laughs> my favorite song. yeah yeah i'm, I'm happy with that and like I said, if y'all release this, if, if y'all release a new EP before this comes out, just hit me up and I can change them real quick. It's no biggie. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's all I got, man. I appreciate y'all talking to us tonight. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody. for taking the time to have this talk. Yeah, oh, no, no problem, man. No problem yeah, at all. Thanks, um, go check out People Food if you haven't heard them. They have some uh, sick-ass pickles and hot sauce. Go to picklemonster.com. Get you some pickles and hot sauce and picklemonsterhotsauce.com. Pick I bet. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming on, man. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This was uh, a good night. Really cool. Yeah, man. Any chance yeah. we get to talk about ourselves. That's good, but <laughs> you're I feel lovely that, too. <laughs> well, we'll see y'all later, man. Y'all have a good night. All right. Yeah, guys. Bye. Yep. Yeah.